Because you walk on dirt and you plant in soil. That's what Grandpa always said. Welcome to another episode of It Ain't Dirt, It's Soil. Now that's some enthusiasm. Coming to you pre-recorded from the flower showroom at Young's Greenhouse and Flower Shop. Yeah, I've got a really pretty uh, Star Wars sound baffle behind me. Look, the Millennium Falcon. Did I say that right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So it's been a long time away from doing a podcast, but it was a very busy spring. It was, it was. Very very tiring. It was very tiring. We worked a lot of hours. Yeah. But it was a very nice spring. It was fun, really. It really was. And uh, we appreciate everybody who came out to support our spring season. It was great to see all the people's faces again. Yeah. It's so much fun. It is. I mean, you grow the plants and then you sell the plants. <laughs> that's the that's right? the objective. Yeah. It's you fill the greenhouse up in a few weeks and you empty it out in a few weeks. It's right? like so cool. It was a good spring. What do you think the hot item this spring was? Well, I would have to say it was a 10-inch hanging basket. I would agree. With petunias in it. Yes, yes. Or geraniums, maybe. The geranium baskets, they weren't quite as big as they were last year, but I think they were more manageable this year. I would say anything with a petunia was hot this year. We had some really beautiful petunias, but I, we might have talked about petunias the last time. It's been so long since we've done this, I don't remember. Right. What, what do you think the hot item was? Uh, petunias the whole season. Angelonia. Lantana was pretty hot. We sold, we sold out of Lantana pretty fast. Yeah. The herbs, I guess herbs are always herbs pretty are hot. always hot. Maybe sun patients later on in the season. You know what? I don't think you could have enough sweet basil. No. Man, how much sweet basil did we sell? A lot. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot. And same thing with rosemary. Right. And right. lavender, I guess. Lavender always sell a lot of lavender. Yeah. What else was really cool in the herbs? Well, actually, I think everything was hot because we didn't have hardly anything left. Well, that's a good point. That's a good point. We did a pretty good job. Yeah. I think everything was hot. Yeah. What do you think the hot item will be next year? Next year? Well, you know, I was just at a trade show. Right. That had some new plants for next year. And there was a couple there that I thought were pretty cool. I don't know if I'm ready to divulge that information yet. Top secret, huh? It might be top secret, you know? Okay. We don't want anybody getting the jump on us. Very true. There is a really cool zinnia, though. What was it called? Profusion Yellow and Red. And we have some growing that'll be ready probably in about three weeks. The flower is yellow with the red center. Does it look like mustard and ketchup? No, because, well, you know, it's a flower, so the red's more magenta. And yellow and magenta, I think, are really pretty together. You nice. Know? You know what was hot this year? Banana trees. Banana trees. We sold out of banana trees, like, right now. It, and they were pretty good-looking banana trees. They were. They were real good-looking. Yeah. And, you know, the mandevillas were really good-looking, too. And the elephant ears were pretty good-looking. Or the colocaceas, they were okay. Yeah, they came in a little weak, but they picked up steam towards Three. the end of May. Yeah, the mojito, that's one of my favorites, I think. Right, right. I like mojito. That's a very good looking one. It is. In fact, the ones we have out in some commercial pots are actually getting really big. Do we have some mojitos out? Some? Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, they look real nice. I know I have one at home and it's really pretty. Yeah. Some changes people might see next year 
any proven winner is going to have to be in a proven winner pot. That's right. That came down. It's a little concerning just a little bit, I think, because I like the pots we grow in. But for the proven winners, I guess we'll have to buy in the proven winner pots to plant the proven winners in. Yeah. Which is a whole nother level of uh, organization that I'm not feeling that I'm ready for. Right. Yeah. That's kind of the way it works. It is. And the, the pots are, they're white. I'm not a huge fan of white pots. I don't like white pots but either. They do say proven winner all over them. So they do fit the marketing for it, I guess. Right, right. I uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that works. It'll still work out. We're still going to grow proven winners. Yes, we are. Because they're one of my favorite brands to grow. Right. I think the, the plants are pretty. They, they are proven winners. They are proven winners. Vista Bubblegum. You can't beat it. That's the best damn petunia on the market. Right. Hands down. It's huge. If you like pink. <laughs> if you don't like pink, well, it might not be your favorite. Then maybe Bordeaux. Oh, bo- oh yeah. Bordeaux. Well, said. I would put Bordeaux and Vista Bubblegum. I don't know. I mean, we probably sell a few more bubblegums than Bordeaux. I would agree, but I don't think you can go wrong with Bordeaux. No, that's a nice color. It's, yeah. it's a pretty one. Silverberry. I you know Silverberry's pretty, but it's not my favorite. What about Royal Magenta? Well, that's always been one of my favorites. Yeah. What about Royal Velvet? Yeah, that's a pretty one too. But they're, they're all good. They're, I, you know what? That's why we grow proven winter petunias. They are all good. They're beautiful. Now, now that what? being said, yeah. maybe we should talk about fertilizing outdoor containers at this point in time. Very important. It is. It's towards the end of July, right? Correct. Past the midpoint. So if you planted your pots in May, it might be time to reapply some time release fertilizer. Yep. Jack's Classic Coat works really well. That's my favorite. Anything Jack's is is pretty good. Yeah. The other one would be Blossom Booster. Jack's Blossom Booster. I would use that every 7 to 10 days. You should be. Yeah. If you're using that every 7 to 10 days and time release on petunias, your petunias should still look really good. Right, right. They should look awesome. Even with all the rain we had, they should still look really, yeah, really pretty impressive. And that's where that fertilizer is important because if the time release fertilizer is in the pot when it rains, they're getting fertilized. That is true. Right? And if we have days and days of rain like we kind of had and you're not watering them, all that rain washes all the fertilizer if you're just using water soluble, washes it all through the pot and your plants don't have any fertilizer. Correct. So if you're using time release, you still have fertilizer. Yep. It doesn't leach it out. And what makes a leggy petunia, Brian? No fertilizer. Yeah. Got to have fertilizer. Got to. That's how they get all long and straggly, and they don't do a whole lot of blooming if you don't give them enough fertilizer. That's right. And they sure do like to eat. Petunias are very heavy feeders. Yeah. So I guess everybody should be out fertilizing their outdoor containers. I would say so. Not too heavy, though, because what's the most important thing, you think, with applying fertilizer? Consistency. Okay, but what else? I mean, seriously. Well, what do you do? Follow the label instructions. Follow the label instructions. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Because if you give them too much. You're going to burn them. You're going to burn up the roots and then you're just going to kill everything. Right. You've got to follow the label instructions. That holds true with insecticide too. It does. It does. Be it neem oil or we're getting off malathion. The, yeah, we're getting off the subject though because right. we're talking about right. fertilizer, not insecticide. Right. We'll talk about insecticide later. Yeah. But yes, you should always follow the label for that because you don't want to kill pets or you. We're just after killing the bugs. Just the bugs. Yeah. So if your petunias maybe didn't get enough of what they needed, they're a little long, maybe not as pretty as they could be, but they're still alive. I would cut them back a little bit and add fertilizer. Blossom booster. Yeah. Blossom booster. Blossom booster. Which we sell here. 
Yes. Yeah, so you just like, so you can cut them all the way back to the edge of the pot and then just let them grow back out. And they'll be beautiful. Yeah, that doesn't hurt them at all. When I'm like maintaining petunias in the summertime, I'm usually kind of pinching them as they grow anyways, just to keep them kind of full. Same thing with coleus. I just pinched a bunch of coleus pots yeah. yesterday. Yeah, it keeps them nice and full. It does. What else should you pinch? Do you need to pinch impatience, Brian? You can. But you really don't need to. You don't really need to, but you could. Yeah. You could pinch... Uh, Caliber coeys. Caliber coeys. You yep. could pinch ipomia. Oh, totally pinch that back a little bit because that just gets aggressive. It does. Uh, zinnias. Oh, you got to cut zinnias. Yeah. yeah. I just cut zinnias this morning. You know what else? Geraniums. You ought to pinch geraniums. Deadhead them at least. You should pinch mums. Well, we're past mum pinching time though. Well, we are that. You don't pinch a mum past the 4th of July. Right. But you can pinch them before the 4th of July. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. That's how you make those nice little chrysanthemum balls, little balls of mums in your yard. Yeah, beach ball sized balls of mums. Yeah, just pinch them. For sure. Till the 4th of July. We have a whole variety of mums sitting out in the field right now. Lots of mums. How many varieties do we have? How many? I bet there's 25. I bet there's at least 25 different kinds. Very nice. Maybe more. Very nice. I don't remember. When will they start blooming? I think they should start blooming. I think the first ones will start blooming towards mid-August, maybe. I think because I did some earlies, some early lates, mids, mid-lates. We should have blooming mums all the way from mid-August all the way through into October, I think. That way, if somebody's uh, annual pots die out by end of August, 1st of September, you can replace it with a nice blooming mum. Yeah, that sounded very advertisement-like. Oh, well, we don't want to do that. (laughs) You did a a good job. You you had on your advertiser's voice. (laughs) You know what else we grew for fall? Let's see, we have the mums, and then I've got ornamental peppers, black pearl, I think. Black pearl. The plant's black. Right. The peppers are black, and then they turn red. Yes, they do. Really cool. And then neat? It's a neat plant. And then uh, dreamsicle calibracoe, which is orange. Yep. There's some verbena out there. Yeah, that's peachy keen verbena. Okay. And then there's lemon coral sedum, which is this beautiful chartreuse green fine leaf sedum. Super neat. And then we're trialing out there, uh, Dianthus. What was that called? It's black with a white edge. It's really neat. That'll be really fun, I think, for fall. All right. And there's a couple of... Celosias. There's dragon breath and Dracula celosia. Right. And then some uh, fountain grass. Oh, yeah. Three colors of fountain grass. We got purple, skyrocket, and what's the other one? So fireworks? Yeah, fireworks. Yeah. Yeah. Those are proven winners. They are. They don't have to be in proven winter pots this year. No, but next year they will. Next year they will. Yeah. And then some cabbage and kale. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got, I think, eight different types of cabbage and kale. Should be quite the selection of fall decor. As long as it grows. Well, I think it'll grow. Well, the mums are looking darn fine. The mums are, I was just out looking at the mums earlier. They're looking very nice. They are. Nice color, pretty even growth. Very they're, nice. they're getting real bushy, aren't they? They are. They yeah. are. I think we nailed the, the planting time on yeah, it. Yeah, we may have. It would be bad if they weren't growing. It would be. We, we don't want that. They require a lot of fertilizer, too. They do, Those things, it's, we dump it. There's a lot of fertilizer on a mum plant. Yes, there is. We fertilize them, every watering, and then they're also top-dressed with a time release. Right, and we're trialing three different time-release fertilizers this year. Yeah, we'll see which one we like best. That's right. That's how you do it. Yeah, it's not because we ran out and you just used three different things, is it, no. Brian? No, no, not at all. Because, you know, I wasn't here when you did that. No. I may have run out of one, switched over to another, 
and then went to get another of the one I ran out of, and it's not available right now, apparently due to COVID. Oh, okay. So. Damn that COVID. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. We might like the one I had to buy even better. Well, you know, they all look really nice. The one looked like pea gravel. It did. It did. It looked a little bit like dirt. <laughs> really did yeah so i was not overly impressed so 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 why weren't you impressed did did it not well, look fertilizer enough to you no it did not in fact one time at a trade show i was talking to jack at jack's booth and i told him how impressed i was with the consistency of the color of his product because we've used other brands of fertilizer that the color would change from bag to bag. The which dye made it, wasn't the same. Yeah, which made it real difficult for you to mix because you used to mix it by what color, by color. it was, right? Exactly. Which is not how you do it, that's, is it? No, <laughs> no, that's not how you do it. However, what I told him, if these other companies can't keep the consistency of their color there, how, how what's the consistency of all the other chemicals? Of their product. Of their product. Yeah. So I'm a huge fan of consistency in fertilizer. Okay. I was going to say, because you're not a huge fan of consistency in other places. No, no, not really. But fertilizer, it's very important. Yeah. And everybody should drive by once a week at a minimum and watch the mums grow. I would agree. The field is right by the road and you can see it. I would encourage everybody to drive by once a week and watch the mums grow. It's very satisfying. Yeah. And then you can stop in and buy some and you know that you've watched those grow, right? Yeah, from unlike, tiny plug to yeah, unlike some other plant. places where you just show up and they magically, magically have appear. mums. Yeah, <laughs> the mums just magically appear and you can buy them. Well, here they're here. Yeah, you've seen them grow and you can buy them and you feel a little connected to that plant because you've watched it grow. There you go. Yeah, isn't that nice? That is nice. I think that's why mums are one of my favorite things. Right. They just come in as these little little things and you plant those little things. And then they turn into these big, beautiful plants. Oh, yeah. Within weeks. Right. What? We're talking maybe 12 weeks. Well, I think we got them in in May. Nope. June 5th. June 5th. Okay. And then if you are driving by, you might have noticed a new addition to the uh, east side of the greenhouse. Yeah. We put a little ground-to-ground greenhouse over there, didn't we? Yeah. We did. And we're working on doing another one. I think we're going to add roughly 4,000 square feet. For the spring sales, it'll be... It'll be nice. It will be very nice. It can nice. spread out a little bit. Yeah. Won't be all crowded. Everybody can spread their wings a little bit. Yeah. More hanging baskets. Very you important thing to baskets. have is hanging baskets. And it'll be cold space. Yes. It'll be, it'll be fun. I can't, I'm so excited. And well, and I forgot kind of how much fun it was to build greenhouses. I haven't done it for a while. Yeah. As long as everything's square. Well, we've made sure of that. Mm-hmm. Measure twice, cut once, right? Yeah. I think that's how you do that. Is there any problems in the garden right now that people should watch out for? You know what? Right now, I don't know what it'll be like when the podcast comes out, but the Japanese beetles are a pain in the butt. I've heard a lot of people complaining about Japanese beetles. Yeah. I was in my garden this morning, and they're eating up my zinnia plants, and I don't know what to do. Well, I'm going to spray them, I think. What are you going to spray them with? Oh, I think I'll use malathion. That seems to kill them. And you know what I'm going to do? What's that? I'm going to follow the label instructions when I do it. That's a very good idea. And then I'm gonna spray with the wind to my back. Yeah. Don't 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 spray so it's blowing back in your face. That's right. That would be bad. Yeah. You don't want to do that. That's like probably my go-to for everything. I like malathion. It malathion kills stuff. Is pretty you good. just can't overuse it. 
pretty good product. Yeah, it kills bugs. It does. And Japanese beetles can be hard to kill. When I caught them out there a couple of years ago, I was like, I don't have anything to put on them. So I go into the barn and it's like, hey, look, I've got some diatomaceous earth, right? And I sprinkled that on them. They stood up on their hind legs and laughed at me. <laughs> I think they even clapped their little hands. Nice try. Nice, nice try, try, buddy. Good attempt. Yeah. <laughs> good attempt. Yeah. How's that go? Good Good effort. Good effort. You know? Give you an E. Yeah. You get an E for effort. Yeah. And then it, I think it just made them more hungry. Probably. It's, yeah. It may be. It's an appetite stimulant. Yeah. Well, I was I was going there, but I wasn't going to say appetite stimulant. I was going to say maybe it's like marijuana for, maybe diatomaceous earth is like marijuana for Japanese beetles. <laughs> they got the munchies and they ate the hell out of my zinnias. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's good stuff. Yeah. So you have a few plants. What's a great way to kill them? Pay your kids a dime a piece to pull them off and dump them in dump soap soapy water. water. A dime a piece? Maybe a quarter. <laughs> a quarter? I don't know. Because a couple of years ago, they were so bad at my house that when I finally got them sprayed, there was an inch thick layer of Japanese beetles on the ground. Swear to God. Well, that cost you a little bit of money. At a quarter a piece? Every four would be a buck. I'm thinking a penny. Half a cent, maybe. You'd have to kill 100 of them to make 50 cents. Yeah? Well, sometimes you only have to walk two feet to kill 100 of them. I mean, that's pretty good money on a 100-foot row. Well, what if you only have five plants? Well, if you only have five plants, then I would get a tub of water with some soap in it and shake them off into that. Oh. I probably wouldn't pay anybody to do that. I think that's a good way to go, though. I do, too. And I think that the larvae live in the ground over winter. I'm not sure about that. I should do some research on Japanese beetles. I'm not sure but, how that works either. No, but that would mean that you want to try to get them all. That way they don't overwinter in your garden. Then you'll just have more next year. Right. Yeah, the little grubs, pains in the butt. What else have I seen? I noticed an outbreak of aphids on outside plants last week or two weeks ago, I think. When it gets hot and humid, you're just going to see that happen. Insecticidal soap did a pretty good job on those. Japanese beetle larva spends 10 months of the year underground oh, in yeah? larva stage. Did you just Google that? I did. Oh, did you get it from a good source? Yes, I did. What's your source, Brian? The United States Department of Agriculture. Oh, the, you know what? They should know what they're talking about. <laughs> I would hope so. Well, that means you want to kill them all. Yep, because they'll be back. Yeah, if you get rid of them, then you won't. it won't be such a big deal. Right. Of course, my guess is there's... Probably some down there yet. Kind of like the cicadas that we never really saw in Fort Wayne. Yeah, well, that we dodged that bullet, we didn't did. we? We did. I'm sure they're bad somewhere. I'm sure. But. Not here. Yeah, Fort Wayne really did not see much of the cicada issue. I, you know, I will have to say that I didn't want to see the cicadas, but the thought of the cicadas blotting out the sun kind of intrigued me. <laughs> you know? How could it not? I mean, right. That's a lot of I, bugs. That's a lot of bugs. Right. That is a plague at a, at a biblical scale. Well, when they first started talking about it, do you recall the movie The Mummy? Oh, yeah. When the little beetles uh -huh. came out? Yeah. That was the picture I was coming up with in my head. Yeah, boy, we sure did dodge that bullet. We did. Have we gotten any cool new plants in lately? I think we have today, yeah, today like especially. We've had three trucks come in since Saturday. Yeah, since holy since cow. Saturday. So we have a, a uh, I can't say what I was going to say because I don't think it's appropriate to say. 
We have a lot. A lot of cool plants. Yeah. We've got a Monstera Dubai. That's really cool. That is very cool. It's for sale. It is for sale. Yeah. Did we get a cool Monstera Aurora today? We did. Yeah. Or, well, I guess technically we got it last night. Yeah, it came last night. But it is pretty neat. It is. It's yellow and green variegated. Very cool. Yeah. It looks like it's got three really pretty leaves. And there's a very small fourth one. Yes. And I think it's just going to grow and look good. And you know what the cool thing is? What's that? We might be able to get more. Yes, exactly. So, you know, I think what I'm most excited about is Is, being able to sell them. Yes. And getting more. And getting more, right? Same with the Dubai. Right. The Dubai, it looks like we might have availability on that. If you're listening, Chuck. (laughs) And then we also got a Albo. We do. Yeah. 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 We hit like... We hit the jackpot. We did. We hit the mother load. The mother load. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's some cool plants. Right. And uh, today we got some philodendron pedatum. Yes. And some, you know, I've got the names written down here in my pocket because I'm 48 years old and I can't even say these darn things. Subhastatum, uh, philodendron subhastatum, pedatum, and then what is it? Squamiforma? Squamiforma? Yes. yes. Yeah. Those are super cool. Those are very cool. They have like, the stems look fuzzy. I didn't want to touch it because I didn't want to break the fuzziness looking. Right. But it looks like it's it's too thick to be fuzzy. I don't know. It's pretty neat. It's just cool. It's just cool. What else is fun? Variegated string of hearts. Oh, yeah. We got some variegated string of yeah. hearts. Those are very nice. Yeah, those are very nice. Yeah. And some beautiful regular old Monstera Deliciosas. Oh, those are very pretty. Yeah. And uh, you know something else that's looking good? So way back when, in March, we got a bunch of unrooted cuttings. Yes. Of houseplant type stuff. And I kind of questioned whether or not we should get that stuff at that point because we're so busy trying to plant annuals. But I thought, why the heck not? And it's all rooted out and it's looking pretty damn good. Oh, yeah. I think there's what? String of spades, string of hearts, silver glory. Yep. String of arrows. String of arrows. String of needles. Yes. There's a few deshidias. Yes. That almost sounds like a dirty word. That does sound like a dirty Deshidia. word. Deshidia. But they're really cool plants. They are very cool. <laughs> the deshidia is a very neat plant. It's a very neat plant. Fun to say, fun to have. Yeah. Deshidia. Little round leaves, and they also have some longer leaves. And they all seem to be fairly succulent. Yeah, they do. The, you know what they? The, you know what the deshidia kind of look like? What's that? A hoya. They look very similar they to do. a hoya, yes. I wonder, you know, it's something I haven't looked up yet, but do you think Hoyas and Deshidias are related? (laughs) I suppose they could be. I actually was doing a search the other night on On. Hoyas. Okay. And that led me right into Deshidia. Really? Yes. So we should probably check out your search history then? I'm just looking up our Hoyas and Deshidia. You know what would tell you quicker than Google? The Exotica book. That is very true. So the genus of Deshidia belonged to the milkweed family. Really? Apos... Oh, boy. Asclepsias? No. Aposinachia. Really? Yes. Is that Wikipedia you're looking at? No. What is it? Is is it a good website? www.nparks.gov.sg. Oh, really? Yeah, whatever that is. .gov.sg. Yeah. And is closely related to plants in the genus Hoya and other popular groups 
admired for their showy, sometimes fragrant, often waxy flowers. Really? So Dachidia will have waxy flowers? Dachidia is an epiphyte plant that grows on supports such as tree trunks or branches. Huh. Who'd have guessed? Yeah. You know what else we did? I just learned how to pronounce this correctly when I was at the trade show because I talked to the people where we actually got this stuff from. And I always call it Sinenchios. That's what I call it. What is it? Are you ready? Yeah, I am. Sinenchio. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's better than I thought it would be. I was corrected a couple times by the guy. Interesting. Yeah. And we have quite a few of those. We do. We got the pickle plant. Yes. Sinenchio stapleformis. Nice. They're super cool. They are. We've had a whole lot of plants. A lot of plants. Lots of stuff growing out there. It's enough to keep you busy for a while. It sure is. Well, then, you know, we also got a couple plants the other day. They look like talantias. They're planted oh, in dirt. Alocasia flying squid. Right. You know what? I would have to say, even though all of these badass plants we've just gotten in, all these cool freaking philodendrons, right? Right. And they're pretty damn cool. They're very cool. I still am loving the alocasia flying squid. It's a very unique plant. It looks like you took an octopus and shoved it in a pot of soil. Head down. Head down. And its tentacles are just flapping around in the wind. Yeah, well, they don't flap too much, Brian. They're kind of stationary, actually. <laughs> but they, yeah, I guess. And did you catch my mistake? I didn't. Well, did I? No. Yeah, planted in dirt. Oh, it's not. It ain't dirt, Brian. It's soil. What, oh, the, what the hell? That's what Grandpa always said. That's right. See, we all make mistakes. We all make mistakes. We're not perfect all the time. No. Well, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Well, you know what? We we did get, you know what we did get that we didn't say anything about? What's that? I got some pretty dang neat Sansevieria in. Oh, yes. We have a very nice Sansevieria collection right now. We do. We do. Something for everyone. I mean, my gosh, there's like 10 or 12 different kinds, I bet. Don't right. you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. I love Sansevieria. It's hard for me not to want to take one of each home. Yeah. I like all our Sansevierias right now. There's some very fun ones. Yeah. I would like to sell them. (laughs) We will. I think people are on vacation. Is that it? It's the summer. Yeah. They're at the lake. Well, they need a Sansevieria. Everybody should have a Sansevieria at the lake. Everybody should. That's probably one of the better. That'd be a great houseplant for a place you're only at on the weekends. Right? If you had a place at the campground, if you had a camper at the campground, if you had a lake cottage you went to. Right. An the apartment prob- in Chicago you only go to on the weekends. Right. You know, that's you have that apartment, the high rise in Chicago overlooking the lake. Oh it's my your gosh. weekend place. Heck yeah. Even if you had a boat moored somewhere. I totally have a Sansevieria on, on the boat. Totally have a Sansevieria. On They'd a boat. do great. Yeah. On a boat. I mean, yeah. Who doesn't want a Sansevieria on their boat? In the lake? In the lake. I mean, doesn't, doesn't matter. Like Lake Michigan, Lake Huron, what Lake about, Superior. What about the lake Atlantic Erie? Ocean? Why not? All right. I wouldn't water it with the salt water, though. No, that'd probably kill it. Yes. You would want to definitely use fresh water. Yeah. You'd probably want to collect rainwater. I would. Yeah. And then water it with that if you're in the Atlantic or the Pacific. Right. Or the Indian Indian Ocean. Yeah. Yeah. Any of those oceans. (laughs) But a Sansevieria is a very good plant to have at any place you're not going to necessarily be at a lot. Yeah. Because they do pretty well. Yeah. Lower light, not a need for a lot of water. The perfect one for a boat. What's that? Perfect Sansevieria. What is it? A whale fin. Oh, damn it. I was going to say the starfish. Oh. See, we've got two ocean-themed Sansevierias for your yacht. Heck yes. A starfish and a whale fin. Yes. I mean, it's perfect. Perfect. 
Perfect. I'd, I'd do one of each. Oh, I would for sure. Yeah. You'd be the hit of the docks. Totally. Everybody'd be jealous of you. You'd be sitting there having cocktails with your friends and they'd say, what is that plant in the corner? They'd say, well, that's my starfish Sansevieria. Well, what's that one? Well, that one's the whale fin. Yeah. You could name the whale fin Moby Dick. <laughs> that would be awesome. Moby Dick. You know what? That's that's pretty freaking cool. Right? Yeah. My, my whale fin is named Moby Dick. Was Moby Dick a whale? Yeah, Moby Dick was a whale. Yeah. Now, was there any famously named starfish? Patrick. Yeah. There you go. There we go. We you can could name, name your whale fin Moby Dick and your starfish Sansevieria Patrick. There you go, Patrick. And they could all reside on your yacht. Yep. That's the way to roll. That's totally the way to roll. Yeah. You know what? We ought to remarket this. We should. Yeah. Some hand-painted pots. With a nice, yeah. It's a nice yes. boat scene on it. Oh, I, I totally think it would go. Yeah, I never I never even thought of any of that until just now. That's how great minds work. Totally, yeah. Moments of brilliance. Yeah, right? <laughs> Too bad they're just moments. Yeah, fleeting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is one more thing that's kind of exciting. What's that? I think our pottery might come this month. Yeah, right? It's July, and uh, it was supposed to be here in November. Not this coming November, that was last, last November. November. So we might have a fresh shipment of pottery. Yeah. Woohoo. I'm so excited. It's like I've got plants I kind of wanted to pot up in some of it. And then I know there's people who want to pot plants up. And for some reason, we weren't getting our pottery shipment sent to us because of, I think, COVID. Well, at least we know we'll have pottery for next year. Right. Hopefully we will. If it doesn't fall off the back of the truck, which would probably be the problem we'll have. Yeah. Oops. Oops. <laughs> Oops. It happens. Yeah. So I don't know. Is there, is there anything else, Brian? Uh, I can't think of anything. No. I will say thank you for listening to It Ain't Dirt, It's Soil, currently streaming on all of the platforms. Our podcast is brought to you by Young's Greenhouse and Flower Shop, located at 5867 Lake Avenue, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Stop in and see us. And you can also look for us on Facebook. Instagram, just do a search at Young's Greenhouse to find out what we're up to and to get updates on future podcasts. Our music is by Tom Dawkins, our co-producer is John Dawkins at Wayne Shout Productions, and our show is hosted at WayneShout.com. You can check out our page on Wayne Shout as well as several other great Fort Wayne podcasts. Thanks for listening. I'm Brian. I'm Blake. We'll see you later. has been a Wayne Shout production.